0: Good morning, and we are joined at this time by the mayor of the city of Batesville, Mike Bettis, for his monthly visit. Good morning to you, Mister Mayor. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. It was always a pleasure to have you in, uh, on the show, and and of course, had uh, uh, Monday night, the uh, Board of Works and uh, City Council met in a very. Uh, very short uh, item uh, or just w- one agenda item for uh, board of works and uh, this did not involve a, a street or parking lot closure <laughs> yeah i think that's a first <laughs> for this
1: for probably for the entire year this is probably the first yeah. time we have not had a parking lot usage or a road usage a 5k or whatever being asked and so this month we had um retaken uh, bids to do a a sewer um north interceptor rehabilitation project and so that's a fancy title to say that we're going to put we're going to put a lining on the inside of some sewer pipes that run um close to the sewer plant the wastewater treatment plant and so this is a project that we initially we're going to try to do it in smaller bites and smaller chunks and so we started with what What we thought would be the first phase, and we thought it would be somewhere between one hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and we put it out for bids and only got one bid, and we're like, "Wow, what happened? Why did we only get one bid?" And the one bid came in at significantly above what we thought. It was came in at one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. We're like, "Whoa, that's uh, that's not good value." And so we we went back and. Asked some other people who we thought might bid it and came back, well, it's a small project and wasn't, wow well, we didn't think we'd want to do something that, something that small. We were looking for bigger things. And so we said, okay. So we went back to the drawing board and actually ex- expanded the project and came back with a project that was probably would have been four portions of what we thought we were, we'd be interested in doing. And put together that package, send it out to bid. This time we got three bids, which is much better and still came in slightly above what we our engineers estimate, uh, but it ends up being about $430,000 worth of, of work. And we got three bids. One one came in at 434000 and then there was two that came in at just over 490000 And so that made it relatively simple. Our, we had... The bids reviewed both by our engineer and then also by by our city attorney, and it was fairly obvious that the the four hundred and thirty thousand bid. We had to do a little check a little check on them to make sure they were responsive and responsible, which um, that was easy enough to determine. So on Monday night, then we did award that contract to that low the low bidder. And that'll be a project that they'll start working on this spring and hopefully will do this fall. And so this is part of a larger project for, for the wastewater treatment. And so the plant itself was built just over 20 years ago. The plant itself is in really good shape. But we have miles of pipes around the city collecting wastewater from everyone's house and then through a system of pipes take it back to the wastewater treatment plant. And so we have some of these pipes that have been underground for many years. And so, that, so that's a, a project we're taking on now is trying to update those pipes to, to expand the life of those pipes as long as we can. Uh, because it's much more expensive to literally dig them all out and replace them all. And the slip lining process puts a coating on the inside and it protects the inside walls of these pipes. And that is necessary because of the uh, the materials flowing through the pipes is uh, obviously reacts with the pipes and is bad for them. And so we we put this slip lining in that then that extends that life, so we don't have to replace them so quickly. And and there are certain parts of the city where replacing them would be really difficult. And so we're starting a process now where this this first section is really starts basically from the wastewater treatment plant going through what we call our north interceptor there are two main pipes that come into the wastewater treatment plant a north pipe and a south pipe so we're starting on the north pipe because we think that's the area where we have the greatest amount of, of water infiltration into the system and so when this the solids and the and the materials are flowing through the pipes they will eat some of the concrete of those pipes and then cause some cracks in, in them which then allows when there's a big rain event for water to infiltrate into the pipes. And so that storm water really does not need to be going through the wastewater treatment plant. Uh, it dilutes the water, the, the materials that are coming through the through the pipes naturally, but it causes the plant to be, I don't say overused, but it causes it to be very busy for a short amount of time. And so the goal here is to put this lining in to, inside the pipes, then hopefully it'll keep less water from infiltrating into the system which then causes there to be more to be done um, then that will slow down the amount of usage through through the entire system and so this was a project that was actually looked at back um, in 08, 09, and 2010 as a potential project uh, the city asked for money from the federal government coming out of the what they called the Great Recession, there was a program that was put in place by the federal government to fund some of these types of projects, infrastructure projects. The city of Batesville's project was not funded, unfortunately. And so we're going to start doing this section by section on our own so that we can start getting, trying to do what the best we can to slow down that infiltration, to slow down the overusage of the wastewater treatment plant during these peak times because of the large rain events. And if we can do that properly, we can extend the life of the wastewater
0: treatment plant for many years and obviously save us money for years to come. And again, that was uh, Insight Pipe Contracting uh, awarded the bid for uh, the uh, North Interceptor uh, Sewer Rehab, as it were. And then uh, so that uh, pretty much wrapped up the uh, the Board of Works meeting. And, um, and an unusual thing, uh, the uh, review of the minutes for both the uh, Board of Works and Council Both of those had to be tabled till uh, next month. They did. And so we find ourselves in a very uh, unique
1: situation with these minutes because since our November meeting and coming into our December meeting, we had two city councilmen who uh, resigned their positions and have been filled by new members. So two of the five positions had new members who were not in their positions at the last meeting and so they were not members of either the board of works or for city council at the last meetings and then we also had uh, in our november meeting we had one member of city council who's also on board of works who was out with illness at that point who was not able to attend so that means there was only two people available on city council then to who could act on the minutes and then it turns out one of those two was sick this month and so there was only one person available to review the minutes for the meeting for the city council meeting and i've been told that we probably could have done it but it just seemed best to wait until we can get uh, that one member back so we at least have two members who were who were present at that meeting be able to attend and vote on that that those minutes the same held true for board of works Mm -hmm. Uh, the board of works has three members Um, the one member was on was sick in november and was not able to attend and then the other the third member of board of works was sick and did not attend last night so i would have been the only person who was at the november meeting who could have then made a motion and second it and moved on with it but we just felt that was awkward and wasn't the right way to do it so there's nothing in the law that says you have to do it the next meeting so or at you know from one meeting to the next so we'll hold them and we'll do them next month right. hopefully we'll have people there yeah. so we can do them and yeah. so i i started all this with with the explanation that we have two two new city council people and if you'll allow me I'll, i kind of like to go mm-hmm. back and, and sure. pick that up and so um, Bill Flannery and Jim Fritch both uh, stepped down from their positions on city council for different reasons and have um, turned in their resignations so that they would be done at the end of the month of November. And so uh, through the legal process of a, what they call a caucus, they uh, the Republicans in this case held both seats. So the Republican Party got together, held a caucus, invited people to who were interested in running or to fill those positions to come and make their case. They held that process back in late November. Two new members were chosen. And so Monday night was their first night on city council. So Melissa Tucker is the new representative for what we call the at-large seat for the city of Batesville. And so she is replacing Bill Flannery and then Beth Enking is the new city council person representing the 3rd district and so she is as taking over the seat that was originally held by Jim Fritch and so we had two new members for their first night at city council uh we did have a chance to uh get with them last week and give them a little bit of a uh, quickie primer course on being a city council person and some of the responsibilities and duties and understanding some of the paperwork uh, certainly understanding the budget process and the and the way that we share that information with council so they would understand those those financial statements Uh, they were active members of 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 it Uh, they made motions and were part of conversations and so it was a good night and so it turned out well and so they're off to a good start and seem to fit in nicely so we'll we have two new members and it's nice to have some new faces so
0: we'll be we'll see how this how it progresses all right and then with that we're gonna go ahead and take a quick timeout, and we will move into the aforementioned council meeting as we continue our conversation with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis right after this
1: don't adjust your radio the sound that you hear is your stomach you're having trouble focusing you can't recall your last meal you're trapped in the hunger zone The solution, Batesville To Go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at
0: togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis and uh, talking about the uh, city council meeting again as uh, you alluded to uh, before the break uh, both Melissa Tucker and Beth Enneking their first uh, meetings on uh, city council and uh, one item of uh, old business was an ordinance brought forth by uh, former council member Jim Fritch and uh, it was due for a second reading. Uh, This is regarding the no parking on Hillcrest between uh, Main and Walnut, but that uh, ended up uh, not being an action item Monday night.
1: It was not. And so after the meeting last month, uh, Jim had made it known that he wanted to drop the ordinance and and he'd asked if we would drop the ordinance and then also make sure that we have a conversation with the neighbors, let them know that we were not going to proceed with it and that i think everyone's hoping that to find a way for the neighbors to to work together to be good neighbors to find a way to share the parking share the street and and hopefully park in places that does not make it more difficult for each other to to get around uh he had asked that we drop it and to share that with the neighbors so councilman rolfing and i met with the neighbors um, we talked through what was going on and what had happened and where, we, where we're, things were headed with this and that we were, per his request, we had, were going to drop it and, and let it go, but we still wanted them, we still want the neighbors to find a way to work together. And so that is always a much better solution to have the neighbors working together to find a way to make sure that they're not getting in each other's way so as to make it as painless for each other as possible. Sometimes it's impossible uh, but other times it, it, it can it can be done and it gets done that way all across the city on a regular basis. At some point, we had to close the loop on it and uh, on, on this discussion. So I tried to do that Monday night to share with everyone what had happened, um, what the request was, how we've handled it, and that we would drop it and then let it be for that for now and hope that the neighbors can find a way to, to work together to
0: make it work. And then, uh, of course, also um, had a, uh, both a resolution and an ordinance. Uh, this is regarding the uh, annexation at uh, Lakeshore uh, Village, uh, a little over, what, uh, eight acres, was it, that uh, you had to um, um, act on both of these items? Yes. And so this is uh, something that has come up. So there is a new
1: subdivision, which is being uh, going to be built out on 129 on the east side of town, kind of south side of town and on the east side of 129. And so it's a piece of land between 129 and the Bischoff Reservoir. Uh, The developer already owned 60 acres of land in that area. They purchased another eight acres from the city, which was really kind of, I'll say, a ribbon of, of land between their development and the lake. And so in some cases, it was four or five feet wide. In other cases, it was wider and wide enough to build a house on, but it was awkward how it was done. And so, uh, surprisingly enough, the land that we uh, that the city owned and then sold to the developer was not in the city limits. It was actually owned by the city, but not in the city limits. Uh, so there was going to be a case where there was going to be property that was going, where people were going to be, uh, putting lots on and then building the house on that would have been both in the city limits and in in the county at the same time, and that seemed awkward, and did not seem to be. Uh, it was going to make it more difficult for the county to do their work, the county assessors, and those folks to do their work. And so, we really wanted to get. Those lots all to be within the city limits for the city. There's a depth. There's also a plus. All if all that property is within the city limits, the property tax for those properties in is collected and then dispersed to the city instead of it, part of it going to the city and part of it going to county. And so it was to our benefit to to annex it. So the owners, the developer, had asked us to do this. We started the process. Uh, we're trying to. We were trying to do it quickly. So as to help them so they can, when they go out to sell those lots and, and market that land to potential home home buyers, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. So it's one of those things that it's a two-step process. First, there's a resolution where you have to talk about what the cost to annex that property is actually that document the fiscal policy actually talks about both the revenue side and the cost side well, the revenue side is hard to to say for sure because it's going to be just subdivided into to different lots but certainly on the expense side we since the rest of the 60 acres was already in the city limits the city was already going to be providing city services fire police utilities were also already going to be provided so to, to add on this extra eight acres was not going to add any added expense to the city to have that land now part of the city and it being receiving city services so the expense side is is basically zero and then the income side the revenue side uh, is up to for debate uh, it will certainly provide some revenue but that acres wholly by itself probably does not uh, add a very much at all but it certainly makes it a heck of a lot easier for the county and and then also for the developer to be able to sell those lots of which are wholly now within the city of batesville
0: and then uh, another item uh, the uh, belterra funds request this is from uh, kim powell the gibson theater and uh, uh, councilman uh, tracy rolfing brought up an interesting point that uh, he, he was uh, he was kind of hesitant about it being a private business but come to find out Gibson Theater is a uh, it's a nonprofit. It is an interesting way that that business is set
1: up and, and very unique and probably one of the few like this, certainly one, probably the only one in the city like this and probably not very many across the state. And so the building itself is owned by a private individual, but the business is a is a nonprofit. And I believe that that happened years ago when the theater was in the process of changing over to a digital projection system Uh, as movies have uh, progressed and technology has progressed over the years more and more things became digital and so they needed to update their equipment to match the films that were coming out and so they went to a digital camera or digital display system uh, years ago and they went through this process of becoming a 501c3 and uh, they raised money so they could get the equipment they made those choices years back. I think even the city, I think the city even gave money to them back when they were in the process of buying the digital equipment through a Belterra fund request. And so they came back this time saying, Hey, we want to replace the seats in the theater, which had been in place for many, many, many years. And so they came back with a proposal to replace the seats. Um, and so Tracy, uh, or Councilman Rolfing, had met with them and, and had done some digging and come to find out that they have um, uh, of this unique business arrangement that they have and then also that they do provide services and movies to different groups for free and have done so for a number of years and so they have been a, a community asset for a number of years and providing this service to a lot of different groups not only in Batesville but also from Osgood. I believe has also come and used the theater and so the Kim Powell and and his family has has been very generous, and so they came and made a request for eighty five hundred dollars on a project I believe that was forty two thousand dollars in total, and so they came and asked for for that amount. They'll be raising. I think they got money from the Ripley County Community Foundation, and I believe they'll be raising the rest of the money privately. And so they are making. Uh, they made the request. City Council uh, embraced it and awarded them $8,500.
0: All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we uh, wrap up, Mr. Mayor? I guess there's one more thing, um, maybe
1: two things, both related to the Mayor's Youth Council. And so the Mayor's Youth Council group is teaming up with the, uh, a local group, the So Loved Kids Clothing Closet, which is a local organization which provide a wonderful service where they provide clothing for kids, who are are going through tough times, and there's a need for clothes for whatever reason, and so this group has been providing clothes to these kids for a number of years, and probably the thing that they need more than anything else was socks, and so they have started, uh, they made a request um, to collect socks for Santa, I think is what they call it, and so they're asking folks to donate kids' socks and so we're collecting them at the memorial building so we have a place set up for people to make that donation uh, we've already gotten some donations thank you very much uh i just wanted to bring that get that word out there so if you're so inclined if you're um uh, what they're looking for is new clean socks so they can give kids some new clean socks and the mayor's youth council group is embrace this project and so i Just wanted to get that word out. If you're so inclined to be generous to uh, make a donation to that, we'd appreciate it. And so the second item then is also Mayor's Youth Council related. A few years back, the Mayor's Youth Council group was awarded money from the state, raised money locally, and then did it. the mural that's on, I'll say, the backside of Miss Shannon's music house, turned it into a painting from Kelsey Montague, who's a nationally known artist the mayor's youth council group did that back in 2018, 2019. And so this year the state brought that program back. So the, the mayor's youth council group, uh, wanted to take another run at it. Uh, they were successful and have been, and picked to be one of the communities to be, have an opportunity to do a project. I believe the mayor's youth council group is looking at a project in connection with Liberty park. And so, um, uh, they still have to nail down some of the specifics about what that project might include. It might be the tennis courts. It might include the basketball courts. But hats off to the Mayor's Youth Council group. They have donated hundreds of hours. I think the last I was told was over 1,200 hours so far this year that they, that they have donated to, the, to different groups and organizations that operate events and different things around the city that they are a part of. Uh, do, do very much appreciate uh, all their work and give them a little love because they are doing their best for our community and, and should be recognized for it
0: all right well as always uh mayor mike best we appreciate your time and uh, joining us this morning and uh, continued success and um, if i don't uh, see your talk to you uh, have a merry christmas and happy new year to you and yours and uh, we'll uh, do this again next month what do you say i, I say that's a great plan i i i have come to enjoy
1: doing this um I, I do admit the first few times it was a little nerve-wracking but uh it is one of those ways that i get a chance to share with everyone's going on uh, in the city of batesville and i hope people are, appreciate that and merry christmas to you and, and yours and and I'll, we'll see you again next month